Hello, friends. I'm Chase Williams. To my right, he's tougher than a Texas snake boot. It's Hunter, it's Hunter Dorsett. <laughs> We're coming at you today, not with an episode of Witty Banter like you're probably expecting, but with a new show. Oh, yeah. This show was born out of the, the practice and idea of what went down on spring break. Hmm. So spring break... I was just like, I just want to get on the microphone and talk about anything and everything, even if it's nothing. If I can just ramble on for 30 minutes, I'm going to do it. Oh, yeah. So this show is called Just the Quip. <laughs> and Just the Quip is all about doing exactly what I just said. We're going to get on the microphone anytime we want and talk about whatever we want. It's going to be an off-the-rails, off-topic episode. It's not witty banter where we do, we do news and beer reviews and all that. Um, in the normal organization. But don't you worry. It'll still be witty and there will be much banter. Of course, yeah. So just the quip is just relaxed and and whatever. You know, whatever <laughs> we want to do. Yep. So what we're doing today to kick off just the quip is a special... I guess it's been in the making for a few weeks, mm. right? It's been, yeah, it's been like over a month, I think, now. Yes. So the, the, the concept, the idea is called Council Nine. Mm -hmm. And today's focus is going to be Wizards. And so the idea with Council 9 is, let's say that there is some sort of event that happens or a goal that needs to be accomplished, and the only way to do it is to draw together the nine most powerful wizards so that they can accomplish this thing. Mm -hmm. So the, where the discussion comes in is, who would the nine most powerful wizards be? Mm -hmm. And so what we've done, Hunter and myself, we've spent literally this entire week <laughs> getting together what we think would be the most badass and all-powerful Council Nine of wizards of all time. Mm -hmm. So basically, like throughout this discussion, we're going to be bringing... We, we each have a separate Council Nine, and we're going to be going through our council and sort of weighing in on if we made the right decisions okay. and stuff like that, you know, I guess. Yeah, we have a working definition for what a wizard even means. Yeah, you know, so we, you want to go ahead and bust those out? I mean... I think it's going to be different. I think it's going to be a person by person basis on whether or not we consider them wizards. Like they're, like you know, one thing that I looked at a lot was, was was like sorcery. Yeah. And there's a lot of like sorcery that's done by people that I wouldn't consider wizards. You know, like. But I consider sorcerers wizards. Yeah, but yeah, but like, um, like for instance, I don't know. I hope he's not on your thing. Uh, did you put Loki on your team? I did not put. Okay, Loki. so like. Loki is a god, mm -hmm. but he's like considered one of the greatest sorcerers because he's just ama He practices magic, you know, often. So I wouldn't consider him a wizard because I'd consider him a god. Well, here's the deal. Here's my definition definition of wizard that I came up with. Right? Okay, I said um, a wizard is one with magical, mystic, or supernatural powers with an unexplainable origin. So the fact, and then it says, or there and other traits are also typically a wise man or woman with with a with sage type knowledge, um, typically with long expanded lifespans. Okay. So when you say Loki has magic powers, that kind of, in my opinion, throws him into this category. You know, I basically consider a wizard somebody who can do like crazy unexplainable shit with their powers if they have magic like yeah but like but then if you l let it be so broad then people like goku can be a wizard yeah but his i guess you know what i mean like you like i think i think the way i looked at wizard was like when you look at this person you would think to yourself this is a wizard yeah whereas like if i look at loki i think he's a god if i look at goku i'm like he's a fighter you know and 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 like there, there are gonna be there are definitely gonna be boundaries. Like sometimes you're like, well, this guy's a master, not a wizard, or this guy's like a, 
you know, this guy's like a emperor, not a wizard, or something. You know, like there. So I think that we're gonna have a working definition, and I think we should just go person for case person. by case basis yeah. for sure. For sure. Um, but I kind of like making sure that the definition is a little fluid, like we were mm-hmm. talking about throughout the week. We have to that way because, like you were saying, yeah, it actually was hard for me to find nine people who were easily definable as wizards because the way I approached it was, for instance, um, a lot of the same wizards in literature would keep coming up and mm-hmm. there were people that like I understood their legacy and that they were had a lot of fans but for me personally I didn't know who they are and so when I was reading about them and they was telling me about all the stuff they did I had no context for any of that right so I didn't want to like just hope beyond hope that their accomplishments were actually awesome or whatever mm-hmm. so I would I would purposely like put those wizards aside and and bring in people who you may not think of as wizards, but I thought deserved to be on the council. Mm-hmm. And and two, like I don't even think it has to be like the most powerful people. Like sometimes it's just like if they fulfill what role you want them to fulfill, yeah. that's the most appropriate. I thing. have some honorable mentions that I cut mm-hmm. that I would Me like too. to bring up, um, and and we can talk about why they might have been wizards or whatever. Yeah, I was reluctant to cut some of my guys. Oh, it was know? tough. Man. <laughs> some good ones. Because okay. there was there was some that were just like kind of creative, I thought, but I had to eventually cut them. Okay. Uh, so we named our councils. Do you wanna do you wanna go backsies forces? Like I you do one, trade. I do one. Yeah, I figured okay. we trade. Okay. Um, I think we should go ahead and and lay out the the title of our councils first. Okay. Uh, you go first. I know that you're excited about this. <laughs> well, I just suggested to Chase. Well, I, I can't. I did mine first, and then I was like, Chase, you should name yeah, yours yeah. too. Mine is the Magi of Supreme Symmetry. The Magi of Supreme Symmetry. Why Supreme Symmetry? Will I find out later? You shall. Okay. Um, mine is the Good League of United Witchcraft. The Good League. Uh-huh. Okay, so you're already putting them in the good assortment. Well, I just kind of thought. To, to throw an adjective in there is sort of what I wanted to do. And I think when you go with something as modest as good, it kind of just looks, it gives it an aura of like legitimacy to me. Okay, fair. Um, but to be, to your point though, I have some evil people in mind. Cool. They're not good, all good. Good to go. So I guess that means it's time to jump into the wizardry. Okay, let's do it. Uh, how would you like to go first? Um... So I would say I'm I have mine like assorted and and after we kind of list out all our members and say why our team is the way that it, that it is I'll kind of like re go over it but until then I'm just gonna like random fire the people sure. that, I, that I got I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the same and I'm gonna way. save my leader for last okay, one I'll, thing about Council Nine if you didn't catch was that we have one leader who's kind of directing the whole effort yeah he's the headmaster mm-hmm. so um just off the top of my head my the first one that I uh, that I'm going to tell everybody that is on my team um, is the white witch Jadis from, from Narnia. Narnia. Okay. I'm glad you had a witch. I looked for witches relentlessly Hmm. um, and she popped up, but with me, I was like, I don't really know much about her and other witches that I knew would pop up too, but I just felt like I couldn't make a good case for them, Mm -hmm. but I'm happy that you were able to. She, uh, tell me about the white witch. She's, She's probably the least powerful of the witches. Um, she has the ability... She's from this place called Charn. That's like her home place. And she's like super powerful there. And when she's on Earth, she's a little less powerful. But when she's at like full power, quote unquote, she, is, she has like supernatural strength. Uh, she actually has good swordsmanship skills. Um her staff that she uses, she can turn people into ice or like, you know, like ice 
freeze them, uh-huh. or she can turn them into stone. Okay, that's pretty like sweet. Like instantly, like anybody. Um, those are pretty cool. She's also like extremely cunning, extremely um, like intelligent. She knows how to kind of like play tricks on people, and I mean she 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 had enough power to be able to put Narnia in like a uh, everlasting winter for over a hundred years, which is like you know a tribute to just like her overall presence and power. Narnia is not a small place. Oh no no no, and um, <laughs> so I'm gonna put her on. I think she's probably my least powerful addition to the team, but I think a lot of it is like. She's probably more like royal than any of the other ones. Okay. Like she has kind of this monarchic, you know, or monarch presence, and I think that that'll be cool. You know, she'll be able to see from kind of like the rich, you know, uh, witchly perspective. Okay, yeah, she brings that like point of view in. Yeah. Okay, so my my first wizard, you're gonna know who this one is. Okay. I don't know if he's on your list or not, but uh, my first one is Sarkon the Dragon Speaker. Sarkon the Dragon Speaker. No, he's a planeswalker. He's a planeswalker. Fuck yeah, yeah, he counts. So a planeswalker, if you don't know, is from the game Magic the Gathering. And essentially, a planeswalker is a wizard. Okay. Um, and what a planeswalker does is they roam the, the realms of existence. Mm-hmm. And as they encounter beasts and other planeswalkers and other wizards, they fight them. And as they fight and defeat them, they are able to summon those beasts that they've defeated to fight for them. So Sarkhan's one of these people. But the reason why I chose Sarkhan over any of the other planeswalkers is because of his fucking powers. Mm-hmm. Sarkhan, the, first of all, his name is Sarkhan the Dragon Speaker. He speaks to dragons. That is sick nasty, mm-hmm. okay? One of his powers is he can turn into an indestructible dragon <laughs> and fight you. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, flies and everything, yeah. And then, like his other powers, he can, at least in the game of magic, he can pretty much destroy a target creature at will, mm-hmm. which is pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he like speeds the game up as well. But anyway, Sarkon the Dragon Speaker, first of all, his name gives him a ton of credit in my book. And second of all, he can transform himself into a goddamn indestructible dragon. Yeah, the way I like to think about planeswalkers in these instances is like if you're summoning the Council Nine, you know, like everybody would have their own entrance. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, like the White Witch might come like out of some ice or something and just show up. But like, but like the planeswalkers are literally just warping into into existence out of like another dimension being like why did you summon me exactly like yeah so i i think that i think that's an awesome one um did you have any other did you look up anything about like the lore about sarkon you know i didn't look up his lore much he's pretty new i know that he is like a leader of one of the clans okay i'm pretty sure so he's he's got a big rabble of people behind him and dragons i'm sure he can speak he can speak to dragons (laughs) and he can turn into a dragon cool he's dope all right well uh in light of you know explaining the the magic side, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a little magic of my own. Is it Liliana Vest? It's Liliana Vest. Uh-huh. Good guess. Um, so yeah, I looked up a little bit about her. Like her magic, what she does in magic is her. So she's a planeswalker. She's a planeswalker as well. She warps in and out of existence and fights other planeswalkers. Um, she is basically a master of black mana, which is like black energy. And she necromancer. Yeah, she does a lot of ne- necromancy. Necromancy is that what you how you would say? Yeah, yeah, necromancy. Necromancy. Um, it's actually on- necromancy. <laughs> and uh, spells that reanimate the dead, corrupt the living, and unlock power from the death. Um, it's a big power. A lot yeah. of dead people out there. Yeah, there, there is. Typically by and her hand. Whenever you play me. Uh, <laughs> so like some of the things that it says, is she's like beautiful and cunning and ambitious and. Um, she actually got so powerful because she was like practicing, 
you know, magic powers. And then she realized that like her human body only reached a certain limit. And she made a deal with like four demons that gave her this like unlimited, like amazing power. And then she's like started to regret it. Cause it like, even though she looks like she's like 20 years old and she's like over a hundred years old, she has all these like lines and like things that remind her that she's indebted to these Somewhat demons like forever got these and like corrupted looking veins yeah, and, she's and getting all like, that. Yeah. And like red eyes and stuff. And so she's like trying to break that promise. She's in the middle of it right now. And she's, uh, she's slayed two of the demons of the four already. Ooh. And so, I mean, that's just testament to how like badass she is. Like the people that gave her her power, she's just going out and slaying them. Right. Um, and, and yeah, that's, that's woman number two on yeah. my team. I'm, yeah. I'm two women. Got the femme fatale, man. Right now. So yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, you hear that ladies? Team. Yeah. We don't see sex on this show. <laughs> We just see power. We just <laughs> <laughs> that's all we see. That's it. But uh, so yeah, Liliana Vess for sure. Okay. Um, this next one, you're not gonna know who this guy is. Okay. Uh, his name is Alucard. Alucard. Alucard okay. is from Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Okay. Which I think is a game that you've seen. Now he's not exactly known as a wizard, right? He is just. I'm pretty sure, like, he's just a vampire slayer. But he slays uh, Dracula, and he slays Castlevania, which is like this huge living castle that like shows up across the planes of existence, and he has to go in there and, d- and destroy it. Is it like fair to uh, analogize him with uh, Van Helsing? I mean, I guess you could say that. That I mean, it's in the same realm, you know. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I consider him a wizard. Um, with the White Witch, you talked about swordsmanship. Mm-hmm. He is a master at any weapon he picks up. Okay. He just like whips, That's cool. swords, bows, whatever it is. He can transform into mist, bats, and wolf. That's pretty big. He's got pretty all, big deal. all those forms, right? Um, he also has a couple of different sorceries that he has and spells. One is called Dark Metamorphosis. Uh, and that's where anybody is who's nearby him, he just like rips out their blood. Whoa. And it heals him Damn. from it. So that's crazy, right? Yeah. And he also, he can summon spirits to fight with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the, and one of them's like a sword, so he can like summon this living sword to come next to him and like fight and slay people. Damn. Uh, the other one he has is called Hellfire. And this is the power where he can teleport. Oh, geez. So he's got Scorpion telepor- up in here. So he's got teleportation. And then when he like finishes teleport, he'll shoot these fireballs at you. Um, and he's got the, the other, like I said, he can change his form and all that. So he's definitely on the lower rungs of the wizard powers, but I think the fact that he has, um, the ability to master swords, change his form and do spells. And he has defeated single-handedly a living castle that is run by fucking Dracula. Mm Mm-hmm. Dude's a damn wizard. Yeah. He's a wizard. Uh, I mean, the, all of the different abilities definitely speak to his case of being a wizard, for yeah. sure. So. And, and his name, Alucard, is actually Dracula spelled backwards. Interesting. Alucard. Okay. Nice. Alucard's badass. Okay. Well, cool. So that's number two for you, right? Is that two? I think, I think that's two. I think it's two. All right. So that's good. Uh, on to number three. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, pick one of my nice good wizards. Okay. Uh, but he is all the more powerful. Okay. I'm going with... Everyone should know this person, Merlin. See, yeah, Merlin. I gotta argue against you with this one. Not that he's a, not a wizard, but the reason why I didn't pick Merlin okay. is he showed up on every list. Is because like I just don't. I have no knowledge of him. That's why you look him up, man. Yeah, but how do you get any context for what you're reading? Like it says, all of the amazing superhuman powers that he has. All right, what's he got? 
I mean, like he's like the original wizard, by the way. Yeah, he's like one of the first like takes on wizardry, especially or like especially in like European like our you know the Arthurian our, legends. Yeah, Arthurian legends. There's like there's like Japanese and Chinese versions of Merlin, but like he's kind of like our Santa Claus of wizards. Yeah. Um, so. These are some of the powers that he has. He has, like, normal strength of a person his size and weight or whatever. But he has um, incredible mastery of mystical arts. Uh, well, let's, let's, let's go to, like, some specific things. Only the ability to manipulate mystical energy lies in Earthborn. Uh, I'm trying to... Sorry. Oh, wow. That's real concise, uh, Hunter. Okay. Be sure to do your research. I'm sorry. I just want to, like, make sure that I'm getting to the right uh, spot. Um such as the ability to create or endow enchantments or mystical properties on physical objects, firing bolts of energy equal to bursts of lightning, creating illusions for one or more witnesses, levitating immense objects, teleporting through dimensional barriers. That's crazy. Um, he is incapable of being deceived and likewise uses trickery and deception to get what he wants. Uh, he can see moments of the future far more accurately than most uh, psychics and divine secrets from the past, either by communing with spirits or by blocking out external stimuli and going into a brief trance. His mystical power is nearly infinite, almost on par with gods such as Odin and Zeus, uh, but he does tire out after carrying out a bunch of spells in succession. So, I mean, those are... And there's basically saying something's granting him practical immortality because he doesn't age. So, those are all cool things. Those are all things that you might like expect Typical a wizard, wizard to be able shit, to do. Yeah. So, it's hard to put those in context for sure. But I think that... The thing about Merlin is that, you know, like, I'm going to go ahead and say one that I didn't put on mine. Okay. Is that fair? Yeah. Um, Dumbledore. Yeah, Dumbledore's a like, jerk. I didn't... No, come on. Like, I really like Dumbledore. He's a, yeah. good, he's a good wizard. But, like, why would I put Dumbledore in this team if I could put Merlin? Like, Merlin has such a vast history of, like, accomplishments and feats, even if I don't know all of them. But other people know Merlin. Yeah, and he's like an Arthur, and and plus, like a lot of what I tried to do with my team is give them from different realms and different fantasies, and so he's like the Arthurian Camelot realm guy. And, that and we I should chose. say as well, since these wizards are all coming from different universes, I think their powers should always exist, whether or not they're mm -hmm. like with each other, the overlap you know? or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I think that's fine. But um, but yeah, I mean, I think Merlin. I think it's basically okay to say that. If there are, like, unless there's just complete undiscovered magical mysteries and stuff that's just been uncovered, like, Merlin probably knows it. You know what I mean? So that's why I put him on there. I think he's going to be a great... Um, it's a you know, great addition to the team. Yeah, great power of good, you know, so... Give me butt slapping and everything. He's my number he's three. My number three comes from Adventure Time. <laughs> it's the Magic Man. Now, the have you ever seen man. any episodes with Magic Man? I don't think I have. Magic Man's the biggest jerk of all time. He's a douche. Okay. All right. But his power is pretty much incomprehensible. Okay. But all he does is roam the lands and he wants to teach people one lesson and that he's a jerk and you can't do anything about it. Really? So the whole lesson that Finn learned with him was like, I'm going to help all the people. Like he wants to figure out why Magic Man is such a jerk and stop him. Right. But Magic Man is like, you can't, I'm a jerk forever. And that's that. Like sometimes <laughs> you're going to meet jerks and you can't do anything about it. That's a good lesson to learn. So yeah, Magic Man is a, he's actually from Mars. He's okay. a Martian who was banished to earth over 200 years ago uh, by Abraham Lincoln. Cause in adventure type, Abraham Lincoln's a president of Mars, obviously. <laughs> okay. And uh, he's not allowed to be let back to Mars because he's too much of a jerk. Okay. He does. He pranks people by turning them into freaks with a snap. So like he turned Finn into a giant foot. 
for Jeez. instance. <laughs> in the whole episode, Finn had to like try to not be a foot anymore. <laughs> And there was that one point in time where he just goes, magic, and snaps his finger, and he turns like this little bird inside out. Okay. And the bird just like <laughs> flops and dies. Yeah, there's some brutal stuff that happens on him. It's super time. brutal. And there was like another thing that he did where he did like some spell, and he turned himself into a firework, which flew up into the air and exploded and spelled out suck it in the air. <laughs> so magic What man, a jerk. Some, some more of his actual powers, like, or he, like he speaks in riddles, which is kind of fun. He can teleport. He can transform people and creatures and objects into anything he wants. He can give inanimate or inanimate objects sentience. Oh, okay, which cool. is pretty cool. That is cool. Um, he's never offensive, but he always successfully defends himself by effortlessly clapping his hands and doing magical spells. <laughs> so the magic man is just a kooky character who's a mega jerk who can teleport, transform anything and everything, give objects sentience, and uh, he does it effortlessly. That's crazy. I'm surprised you want such a jerk on your team, man. I think he's hilarious. <laughs> and I think my other wizards would want to keep him in line. Yeah. You know? Okay. That's fair. So, magic man. Okay, cool. So, number three, done? Done. Okay, so number four. Um, my number four, it took me a while to come upon this, but I didn't even realize like that he should be considered like a sorcerer or a wizard. Uh, Doctor Strange. See, I found Marvel. him too, but like, why did you pick Doctor Strange? Because he's a sorcerer. So? Like, he is the Sorcerer Supreme of Earth. That's like what he was dubbed in Marvel. Yeah, but like the only reason he popped up on your search because everyone jerks off to Marvel. No, that's not the only reason. It's because I looked up all of the sorcerers that are good and bad, and he was like one of the most powerful ones. All right, well, what's up with Doctor Strange? Uh, so he was surprised. He's like one of the original, like really old Marvel characters, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And um, I am Magamatu. Yeah. And uh, he's actually way more powerful. He kind of just looks like some kind of like... He's got that big like cape uh, with the collar. Yeah, and, and he has like a mustache. And you kind of just think he looks like a goofball. But he actually is like super powerful. It says, um, uses mystical energy invoked upon by spells, incantations, or by the power of divine beings to manipulate forces of the universe, including projection of mystic energy as bolts, slashes, binds, and shields. Um, he can also scatter an array of energy appearing like electricity, manipulating matter and various energies, um, controlling the elements, opening or sealing mystical portal portals to other realms, teleportation or dimensional travel, reality warping. So you could just be talking about Merlin right now and I would never know. Um, well, yeah, I mean a lot, but like a lot of wizards powers are overlapping. It's not necessarily that they have to be all different. It's just that they have mega powers so what makes dr strange unique he can manipulate dreams he's removing spirits or placing them back into bodies i don't know like okay ripping out your soul is pretty crazy um i mean just the fact that again he's from the marvel realm so uh he's like considered to be basically one of the most powerful wizards from that realm and he's considered the sorcerer supreme of earth he was like dubbed that um, Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. And that kind of goes in line with the Magi of Supreme symmetry. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess I just thought that he was like extremely... Um, it was surprising how much more powerful he was. He has like transmutation, telekinesis, teleportation. Um, so yeah, he's just a good guy and he's a part of the Marvel realm and he's, I think he's going to, or he would be like one of the good contributions of the side. So now I have I mean, two I'm, bad guys, two I'm good sure guys. I'm sure that most people would agree with you, but I think it's a lame addition. Well, I'm sorry. I don't care what you think. I just like, that, that wasn't even very compelling. I think that the, 
Dracula guy wasn't that compelling. Dude, but he's a badass. It's, this guy's more badass. He looks way cooler than Doctor Strange. Yeah, he might look he's cooler, He's got way more personality. He can rip your blood out of your skin. It's dope. Not if I'm warping through realms. Hey, man. <laughs> number three, or is this number four? Number four. Number four for Chase is another guy you're not going to know. Okay. But that's because I'm creative. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to barf over here. <laughs> this guy's name is Big Hat Logan. Big Hat Logan is from Dark Souls, okay? He is hailed as the greatest sorcerer from the Vinheim Dragon School. Big Hat Logan left the Dragon School to visit Lord Ran in search for the legendary Regal Archives, which houses the knowledge of the father of sorceries. Now, the reason why Big Hat Logan is so cool is because he's the most powerful sorcerer in the, in the game, and he teaches you these spells that pretty much one-hit kill like every boss, so when some of the spells that he has, one is called the Crystal Soul Spear, and that's where he synthesizes all of the souls that he has into a lightning bolt and throws it, mm-hmm. and it's just like it wipes people out in one go, just absolutely destroys them. It's cool. The other one he's got is called a Homing Crystal Soul Mass, and once again, he, so all of his powers come from souls, and he, he takes all the souls that he's accumulated into one big crystalline mass, and it just blows up and eradicates people. Damn. So he's gone up against some of these elder immortal dragons and defeated them with his with his sorceries. Hmm. Um and so he's a badass, right? Okay. Um and I'm just, I'm I guess I'm ashamed, I'm not ashamed. I'm I guess I can say I'm ashamed from humanity that they probably haven't played Dark Souls. But if you know about the Souls realm, this is one of the most baddest mofos out there. Okay. And he's a sorcerer. He's a wizard. Yeah. He's on my council. <laughs> okay, cool. Moving right along. Right along. Um, okay, so number five. Um, Give me someone unique here. Okay. Help I'm gonna go, out, I'm going to go with uh, Shang Tsung. Cool. Mortal Kombat. I almost put him in there. I did. I think that he's... I think he's the most powerful wizard of Mortal Kombat. You really? know, like, I don't think... Again, like, I don't think that Shao Kahn is a wizard. Even though he has magic, because he's an emperor. He's a fucking ruler. Okay. Uh, I don't think that, you know, like, uh, who are some other more powerful people? Like Shinnok. Shinnok is a god. He's an elder god. Yeah, or, but, you know, like. You know, these are just titles, though. But that's what you think of it. Like, Shinnok is a god. He, like, no, they're not just titles. Like, they're different Doctor ranks. Strange is like a, a superhero. God, a god is, is considered a, a higher, like, rank than... Like wizards or mortals, like they were born with it. Once you're once you're a god, you're not a mortal anymore. I think wizards are pretty mortal, right? Like, well, you said that Merlin doesn't. Well, he doesn't age, but that doesn't mean he's immortal. Well, Shinnok dies. Um, Shao Kahn dies, but he comes back. I mean, Shao Kahn's dead right now in the in the current realm. Yeah. Well, I mean, you didn't even say he was a wizard, but yeah, like, uh, so of of the wizards, the only wizards that I really found. We're Shang Tsung and Quan Chi. I have Quan Chi on mine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Because, yeah, I think I thought Shang Tsung would beat Quan Chi. Well, why? Um, well, one of... Shang Tsung was, like, the original boss for Mortal Kombat. And his thing was that he could morph into any one of the players in the game mm-hmm. and basically take all their moves and, like, beat you with them. So I would just think that having somebody that not only could warp into whatever character he want and take on their abilities. But also, you know, he has like the flaming skulls and um, he has like some other like 
crazy overhead attack where he like summons something and I can't really remember what it is, but I'm um, just getting real specific here. Well, dude, it's like <laughs> shut up, I'm dude. Gonna crap I'm on gonna, you all day. Okay, man. well, I'm gonna crap on everything you say from here on out. <laughs> Open up that mouth. Shang Tsung is gonna <laughs> kick the shit out of Quan Chi. I think the fight between Quan Chi and Shang Tsung, like I'm not, I, I think I'm not really sure like who would win. Um, I think you could make a case for both of them, mm-hmm. but I think that they're both good additions and could be considered uh, Council Nine members. Mm-hmm. The reason why I have Quan Chi is because he's the most powerful necromancer in Nether Realm. Uh, mm-hmm. He has extreme cunning and power. He wants not only Earth Realm, but he wants to control all of reality. So that's sort of like him, his ambitions. And you have a lot, you have to have a lot of power if you want to control all of reality, right? Um, he can shapeshift. He can capture souls. He can reanimate the dead. He can create doppelgangers, which is pretty cool. Uh, he can summon and travel through portals, which is super tight. So he's got like interdimensional travel there. Uh, he can produce skulls, manipulate objects, and he has incredible strength. You know, he can rip limbs off of you. So he's nothing to slouch at, right? For sure. Yeah, so I'm I, I I'm trying to do a little more convincing work on his powers and ability. I mean, you should have done that. Really, you should have come prepared, well, Hunter. No, like I I have my <laughs> things. It's just I can't like I can't really make out like specific stuff. It's like he can shake sift into anyone without their soul. Uh, he's highly skilled in black magic and sorcery, and his attacks are mainly based on fire. Um, yeah, you're not even flaming you're skull projectiles. Your head over here. Flaming skull projectiles. He can create a giant flaming cobra. Um, but I mean, I don't know. He could teleport through bursts of fire as well between realms. He's a wizard. Yeah. He's a wizard. He's a good addition. I don't know. I, just, pl- I don't know. I just, just wish you would convince yourself, man. You're over here looking downtrodden. Well, because you're shitting on me. I'm what supposed else am I supposed to, to do? I'm supposed to poke holes in the council, dog. It's not about poking holes in the council. You gotta have good choices. Fuck that. Shang Tsung. You don't want good choices? No, I have good choices. They're all good choices. The Magi of Supreme Symmetry will rock yours. All right, what else? So that was my number whatever. I said Those are number five, Quan Chi and mm-hmm. Shang Tsung. Um, so number six, I'm sure you won't shit on this one. Oh, boy. You're bonerific about this one. Yoda. Yeah, there you go. Yoda's on mine, too. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah, I mean, again... Why did you settle on Yoda compared to the other like Master Jedi's? Because they're you know that, that was sort of the thing I was going back and forth. I with. was considering putting Emperor Palpatine in there. Mm-hmm. Um, There's also Vader. Vader's an incredibly powerful Jedi. Uh, Mace Windu is a Master Jedi as well. Yeah, I guess. I think it's like, you know, sometimes sometimes whenever you look at him, you're like, well, you know, this guy, this wizard can fight really well and all this stuff. I guess, like, the only reason I really think that Yoda is more of a wizard than the... Like, I think of him as more of a wizard than the other people. And okay. I think it's just because, like, he's... I would think that he's, like, solely reliant upon the Force. And he has such a deep, like, mystical... His mastery of the Force. Yeah, mastery of the Force that, like, is unparalleled. Um, and so, like, in comparison to other people, like, that might be able to, like, you know maybe they could fight better than him or something, but like, I would just think that his mastery of the force was kind of what put him on my side. And I, I don't really know a whole lot about like, I heard that, I heard that Darth Vader's like not even supposed to be as strong as Emperor Palpatine. Well, he's like Palpatine's apprentice, but he does end up killing Palpatine at the end with the help of Luke. But all of them like sort of have, I would say are in the same ballpark because Yoda fights Palpatine and gets defeated. Yeah, but I I heard that like the Yoda fighting that was in the newer releases, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's canon, but a lot of people f- fucking hate that. Well, 
Like, Hate it or not, he beat him. I know, but... And Yoda goes into exile because of that. I think... I mean, and plus, like, you know... I, I just think that Yoda is, like, extremely wise. Well, too. here's the, the, the description I have for Yoda. This was, like, the case I was going to make uh, for him. Okay. So Yoda is known as one of the greatest Jedi in the history of his order. Okay. And that's, that's a big order. You know, mm. that's nothing to slouch at. If you were the biggest Jedi in the history of, like, 12th graders, that's something, you know, that's not a lot. But when you're the best Jedi in the history of Jedi, that's huge. He's got legendary wisdom, mastery of the Force, mm -hmm. and unparalleled with lightsaber skills. He's the Grand Master. He's trained nearly all of the Jedi in the Order. So first and foremost, he's a teacher, and he regularly stops by the Padawans and gives lessons as well. Hmm. He's basically had the hand in giving lessons to every Jedi since he's been there, which is pretty freaking dope. Okay. Um, he became a Grand Master by age 96, and he's led almost or he's led many important missions as a Jedi. It was among the first Jedi to feel the presence of darkness growing in the Force which was the prerequisite finding for the prophecy of the chosen one. So he was one of the, the, the spearheads of like, guys, I can feel something growing and like something bad is going to happen and the, the chosen one is going to come and bring balance. Damn. So he was one of the people who created the prophecy. Uh, and he's also, when he died, he was almost 900 years old. Damn. So he's seen his time. Yeah. <laughs> and he's also like, his, his planet of origin is sort of unknown. So he's got like that air of mystique to him. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't think anyone's going to argue against us and say that Yoda doesn't belong amongst the council of most powerful wizards out there. Cool. That's good. That so, makes it easier on us. Yeah. So that was number six, right? Yeah. So number seven. Damn, we're closing out, man. Yeah, we're, we're lining up. We're aligning. Uh, number seven. So... I'm going to go ahead and describe, hopefully I'll do a better job. I think it's just that my, my, my information's not convincing. Like I, I believe in my picks wholeheartedly. I just haven't like gotten the two or three little lines that are like, this is the guy. Um, but okay, I'm going to show you this guy and the, the, the listeners can't really, um, really see, but this is the third guy or the seventh guy that I chose and his name is Larlock. And he's from Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, that's cool. Um, so that's the realm he's from. Uh, he, I guess, also goes by the Shadow King Larlock. So he's this uh, a lich. Which do you know what a lich is? He's like an undead sorcerer. Yeah, he's essentially just, uh, he's a zombie badass. Yeah. So he's uh, he used to be a male human, and he's now a lich. Um, and he's considered like an ultra lich. And um, through all of the forums that I read, and all of the nerdy back and forth between people on Dungeons and Dragons forums about who would beat who and all this stuff. This guy's name popped up the most, uh -huh. and he had the most convincing reasons for why he was there. Okay, so what's up with um, that? So, like, just to kind of show his appearance, like, he has these, like, crazy draping robes, and he has 24 of these stones that are different colors floating around his head. Sweet. That, um, that give him, like, access to different powers of magic, and, like, whenever they, like, start glowing, they become more powerful. Um... He's also um, he's also considered to be like extremely intelligent. Like you can't catch him off guard. And even if you're like uh, he has like uh, things where if you've presented him with something that was like completely crazy, he has like really good responses regardless. Um, which is really good. I think I think have, being intelligent is an important part of being you know like a crazy awesome wizard. Um, his abilities are considered in this realm to be like unknown. So like there are there's. No one really has like a way of saying like he is this powerful versus which is a big part of Dungeons and Dragons. They have like plus forty six, plus this, that, and this, and they have all these different like 
um, numbers that they assign them. But like this guy's true power is actually like unknown. He's considered like more of a force of the realm that you just don't mess with. Damn. Um, so one of the things that makes him uh, cool is that he became part of this like elder brain, and he recruited like sixty other archmages and liches to become part of this uh, seeming elder brain network. And um, nobody has been able to really like access or do anything against this elder brain because like one person will kind of just like take it and then the other people will just like cleric him and stuff and like nothing's really hurt them. Um, And so other than the elder brain, like some of his specific stuff that he does is he can stop time. Um, He has... That's sick. He has a thing where he... um, it basically took 10 years for him to like uh, come up with this remedy, this spell that like immediately counterspells any spell that's cast at him. So like you'd have to do something. So he's the Superman of wizards. Sort of. I mean, I'm not like... I was just fucking with you. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like he has a lot of other things like controlling the, tr- controlling the undead. He has like effective immediate energy I think this guy's cool like when you first brought up the name like this guy's called Lorlock I'm like great tell me a bunch of shit that I'm not gonna know but the fact like his the description of him like his cape and the floating stones and all that that's Mm. super cool and the the fact he's considered like a force of reality yeah and he's also like created his own council if you will of other wizards and stuff like that and he's undead so he's got like he's kind of like gross you know like at this like you don't He's a negative energy. Yeah, he's almost. a bad guy, but he actually has like a code of conduct sort of thing. Like he can't, he like keeps his word for the most part, mm-hmm. and like he really just kind of wants to be alone and continue growing more powerful and learning more about magic. Like people always like come up to him and like try and like mess with him and stuff, and he's just like, dude, I just want to be left alone. Yeah, get out of here. So I kind of imagine him coming into Council Nine and just being like, "What do you want?" You know? Exactly. Uh, but yeah, that's my number seven. That's a cool one. Cool. Uh, my number Glad seven. It Chase. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Getting salty. So my number seven, once again, you are probably not going to know. And in fact, I didn't even know the name of this guy until I looked it up, but I just knew I wanted him in here. Okay. His name is Kepora Gebora, and he's from Zelda. Okay. So I figured you would put a Zelda guy Yeah, in so he's an owl in Zelda. Wow. And the reason why I picked him is he actually hasn't had any like show of power. In fact, he may as well not be powerful. But Starting off low, man. I know I am. But when we came up with our definition of wizard, we talked about um, wisdom and sage knowledge. And this guy has so much of it. Like the amount I, for his lack of power, he makes up, in my opinion, with his sageness. And that's why I've chosen him. He also pops up in several Zelda games. And the Zelda timeline is really convoluted and it's super long. It's mm-hmm. always one timeline, but you never know where in it it is. Okay. But it spans many, many, like, almost like centuries and ages and he keeps popping up so we can go and guess that he's immortal um and he he lives or he constantly gives link the hero um advice on what he needs to do next Mm -hmm. and granted when he's giving it this you advice in the context of gameplay he's telling you how to do things in the game but if you think about it in the context of lore he's teaching link how to overcome the trials he needs to overcome in order to be successful. Right. So he has like incredible sage knowledge, right? And so here's a quote, for instance. He says, for now, the future of all the people in Hyrule is on your shoulders. Here is my last advice. Two witches inhabit this temple in order to destroy them, turn their magic powers against them. And so he'll just like fly in 
speak to Link, give him the info that he needs to accomplish his goals and fly out. Hmm. And so the way I've thought of him on my council is like, he is just basically the guy that you're going to go to, to get the advice on what needs to be done. And he lives forever. Like the master of whispers almost. Yeah. Like various. So that's why I, I have him on my, on my council. Interesting. Omniscience, mm-hmm. you know, I like it. Immortal omniscience. And he's an owl. Like, owls are cool, You kind of, like, imagine the leader of your group just calling the owl in, getting... <laughs> a, a little bird told me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so that's number seven, right? Seven. We're on to number eight. Number eight. So this is the last of just the normal members. Yes. Um, so my last one's pretty obvious. I'm going with Gandalf. Oh, my God. He's not your leader. No. Okay. I'm guessing that means that he might be yours, but I'm going to go ahead and just say that... I, I, I like there's so much stuff about Gandalf, you know, that's kind of hard to really assert because I don't really know a whole lot about the actual lore behind like him being Mithrandil and all this. There's stuff. There's so much. Um, there's so much lore behind him. But I think that a lot of his stuff is sage. You know, mm-hmm. the fact that he's lived a lifetime of lifetimes. You know, he's 300 uh, human lifetimes old. Right, which is crazy as hell. Um, he has like a ring of Anur, which is like a fire blazon uh, artifact, which kind of gives him like I think powers of yeah. Like fire. Anur means the sun, oh, so yeah. he's wielder. <coughs> excuse me, of the flame of the sun, and that's right. what he uses to defeat the Balrog. Right. Yeah. So that um, swordsman. He's a swordsman. He rides has, the master of oh, horses. The master of horses is really cool. Too. Shadow. That's facts. definitely how he's coming in. Yeah. To the council. Um, the light that he has, his staff. I actually read an interesting thing where like, they didn't really know whether or not his staff actually enhanced his powers or whether or not it was like... A conduit? Yeah, well, whether or not it was just kind of like a thing that people thought gave him his powers, so it was kind of like a leg up that he had because then people wouldn't just be like, oh shit, like, oh, he has to have his his powers, you know. I don't think he staff. needs his staff for his powers, though. Yeah, I don't think know. so either. And we're going with Gandalf the White, of course. We're not, we're not, we're not messing with Gandalf the Gray here. I'm yeah. When, uh, whenever he first appeared as Gandalf the White, he uh, had that moment where he was like, you know, telekinetic, and he made um, Gimli's axe just like go off to the side, and he made. I don't. Aragorn's I don't like describing his powers as far as like telekinetic. I think there is like a mysteriousness to his powers because he is such a force um, in that world that like he doesn't exactly use his full power. And I think that's what really draws me to Gandalf is that we've never really seen a time where he has gone all out and the things he does. I feel like don't even really connect to each other in a sort of way. So like, if you think about, let's talk like in the Hobbit out of nowhere, he's been gone for a while. He just just warps into the room, which sends like this shockwave out, Mm. you know, and he's got like, he's, ridden down that hill and like blinded people with the power of the sun out of his staff. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, you know, I guess it's telekinesis, not in the sense that he's like controlling matter, but like whatever magic he has is able to like control things. And like when he's fighting Saruman, Saruman, Saruman yeah. Saruman. Wouldn't you consider that to be like an all out of like a back and forth? I, th- I mean, I mean, he's in the gray form there, but to me, it's not all out until like he's on the verge of death. Right. You know, he was pretty close there. And yeah, he def- but he was the gray at that point. He was the gray. Anyway, so Gandalf is the leader of my Council 9. Okay. Um, and so just some, a few other things to throw in there. Uh, he is one of the original spirits that helped shape the world. Hmm. So not just the 
Middle Earth, but like he is, I can't is remember the Maya. M A I A. He's a part of these beings that are essentially watch over the balance of good and evil throughout the world, and he eventually becomes the leader of that council. Damn. So, which is. He's awesome. the leader of the <laughs> watchers of reality. Yeah. And he is sent to Middle Earth in order to help rid the West of evil. And so he's one of the wisest and most powerful of the wizards in his order. Um, upon arrival to Middle Earth, he lived among the elves without revealing himself. Oh, yeah. So he could learn and teach them. And I think that's super dope. Like, if you're so powerful and wise that you, like, hang out with elves just to see what they're about. <laughs> Um, and just some other things to mention, both Elrond and Aragorn, who are, you know, Aragorn is a man, but Elrond is one of the most wisest people in all of Middle-earth. They mm-hmm. defer to his, his wisdom. Like, they ask him for questions. Yeah. So the reason why he's the leader of my Council Nine is because he's the leader of the very spirit realm that governs the reality of Middle-earth. Middle-earth, yeah. you know? And to me, that's pretty convincing. That's pretty cool. And he also has, like, you know, the ability to... He sucked out that spell that had been put on uh, oh, yeah. the king. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, he he was there to help rid... He could have walked to Mordor and done the damn thing himself. But he didn't. Yeah. You know? He, he instead, it was like he was just sort of a force of good where he, would, he had trusted the hobbits, mm-hmm. who are supposed to be us, just good-natured folk... And he just helps them when he needs to. He uses his powers when he needs to, but he's never, like, done it for them. Right. You know? And that's why, you know, there is sort of, like, this sense that there is, like, this untapped power that nobody can really know what Gandalf actually has. So, yeah, I think that... I think he's a great leader, for sure. Mm-hmm. And he Which was, is why I can't wait to hear who your leader is. I don't um, know how you get more fucking powerful than Gandalf. See, okay, so... But before we get there... Okay. Because I got to do my, my last one, right? Mm, yes. So this was my non-leader. This was okay, my number okay. eight. Okay, cool. My non-leader is going to be Thomas Anderson, Neo from The Matrix. Okay, interesting. And this is why we had to make the clause where if the powers exist in one universe, they need to exist in the other. And technically, he ends up bringing his powers out of The Matrix. As he gets closer to the source, he's able to like wirelessly tap into them. So let me read my description of Neo and why I think he is a wizard and deserves to be in the Council Nine. Okay. Uh, So Neo has knowledge of the Matrix's source code, which gives him uh, power to freely manipulate it. And once he gets so in touch with those powers, he's able to bring it outside of the Matrix and use it in reality anyways. Okay. Um, He has telekinesis, amazing speed, flight, strength, and can jump like unheard distances. Mm. He's a kung fu master. And his flight is so fast and impressive that it leaves sonic booms behind him. <laughs> he has the power to stop a sword on the edge of his hand. So he goes, uh, he's incredibly agile. He revived Trinity so he can like bring people back to life. He stuck his hand in her chest, brought the bullet out, and started his heart, her heart again, Yeah, which is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, he can see the world without time, according to the Oracle. So he has precognition. So he's basically able to tap into the fourth dimension of time. And, you know, time is all at once for him, which is pretty incredible. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. He's aware of anomaly or anomalies. Oh, my God. Anomalies or other programs in the Matrix as they get near. So basically, like when when um, agents were coming near him, he wouldn't even need to see them. He could just sense them, mm-hmm. which is pretty awesome. And he was also able to do the same thing in real life when um, the little squid robots were around. He would like know that they were coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that's another like precognition and wisdom as well. 
Also, uh, he can process programs at amazing speeds. So his brain was able to download like shit for 10 straight hours. Like in the first one, he's like, this guy's an animal. It's been 10 straight hours. He's still going. Yeah. Um, eventually he gets wireless connectivity to the matrix, which lets him use his powers in, in the real world. Uh, he can see after being blinded, which stresses his connection to the source code. Like, Basically, even though he was in the real world and he gets blinded, he was still able to use his powers to like see and move and stuff like that. Yeah. Neo is incredibly powerful. He yeah. stops and destroys the Matrix. Yeah. For sure. And and the Oracle, everybody around him believes in him. And if they are going to put their their vested interest in him, I will as well. Yeah. So that's the only. I mean, the only thing about Neo is is. I'd have a hard time saying that I think he's a wizard. Yeah, calling him a wizard. I think that's the biggest stretch for me. Well, if we go to our definition again, one with magical powers or mystic or supernatural or unexplainable origin. So he has power yeah. that he derived from the Matrix. Yeah. You know, and, and if we were in the Matrix and we saw Neo doing the shit that he did, we'd say, like, that guy's a fucking wizard. Because magic. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it is a stretch, but... Like I said, my whole approach with this was to create like a ragtag group of super powerful people that also had like personal meaning for me. And so Neo fits that mold really well. Okay. And so that so that's my council nine. Those are my nine wizards. Cool. So awesome. who's the who's more badass than Gandalf? See, the thing is is like I'm not doing it based off of how badass he is. Kind of the same way that you didn't do it how badass badass your owl was. Mm-hmm. Um so the leader, the leader of my team is this guy named Mordenkainen, which is also a guy off of Dungeons and Dragons. See, come on, man. You didn't Shut even, up, you Jace! Didn't... Shut up! Okay. All right. <laughs> Just shitting on my thing before I even say anything. I got my tail behind my legs. Jesus. All right. So, he has... <laughs> He has all kinds of like, you know, things that he's created. He's like, he can stop time as well. He can uh, have like a meteor swarm, just delayed blast fireball. He has all these like invisibility things. Uh, he has all these cool powers. It's, but it's again, it's not really about how powerful he is. Um, the thing why I liked him more than anything was uh, what his um, view on... Uh, morality was okay and his thing was is he studied for like thousands of years on like absolute morals Mm -hmm. and he came to the point where he decided that he didn't like absolute morals sure so his whole thing is he has kind of like a batman complex where for the realm all he really wants to do is uh be neutral and have a balance of power between good and evil, which is similar to kind of how Gandalf's, you know, yeah. tenure as being like the head of that thing was. It sounded like, um, but you know, in Dungeons and Dragons, he had, he's pretty much like faced every person that's in there. Like, if there's somebody that's like a main character, he's pretty much gone against them at some point. And also, and lost probably. No, no, like Mordecai, he's still. He was one of the people that like. Like he hasn't lost, but people lose to him. Oh yeah, people lose to them. He was all—he was also one of the people that, like, when I looked up, like, who were the who were the most powerful D and uh, Dungeons and Dragons guys, like, his name came up a good amount of times. So, like, he's not as powerful as Larlock, maybe, but he—I think just the fact that he has this cool view. He's a good leader, though. He's a good leader. In fact, going like speaking to that, he's led a thing called Citadel of the Eight, and it actually failed for some reason because of the composition of the wizards that he brought on. So then he changed it to. Um, the Citadel Nine. It was like Order of the Eight uh-huh. or Circle of the Eight. That's what it was. Circle of the Eight. And with these people, his whole thing was like, yeah, just like accomplishing this balance between good and evil. And um, 
Yeah, I just thought that I just thought that the fact that he was kind of like independent, it reminded me of myself as an auditor, you know, like going in and like I have to stay independent and look at things both black and white and kind of like measure them and make sure that it's not too good but not too bad or whatever. Um, and that's kind of like what this guy does is he he doesn't have any sort of like predisposition towards like, oh, well, we need to be doing good things for the good and like, oh, we need to be doing stuff for the bad or anything. He's yeah, just, he either one balance. of those views could like cloud what needs to be done or something, right? Yeah. That's a cool, cool. I mean, I appreciate that answer uh, for like a leader, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I see where you're coming from there. Now, let me ask you this. Look at me real quick. What's his name? Warden Kynan. Damn it. I was hoping you wouldn't be able to do it without reading it. Oh, no. It's, it's yeah, it's spelled M-O-R-D-E-N-K-A-I-N-E-N, which okay. is kind of hard to say, Mordenkainen, but uh, it's kind of crazy sounding. So, yeah, I guess, like, now should we discuss, like, like what we think our people together will do on their team? Yeah, I mean, mine really didn't have much of a, a structure, so I'll kind of let, I'll let you explain yours. With, with Gandalf, like, Gandalf's the head, obviously. And even with the role that he had in the movies and in the books, he was, like, there if you needed him to be mm-hmm. and wise when you needed him to be. Mm-hmm. So that's why I like him as a leader. Um, I have the bad guys. I've got um, Magic Man. Sarkon is just a loose cannon. And then you've got Quan Chi as well. And those guys are, like, brash, ready-to-rock fighting dudes. Um, and we'll have the wise guys keep them in line. Mm-hmm. Kepora Gebora is one of the wise guys. Yoda is incredibly wise, and he'll fight when he needs to. Mm-hmm. Alucard is just like a hype man. Like he's going to be getting in there and hype just man. tearing shit up. Go, 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 when the whistle blow. Yeah, and then you, hype man. then you got Big big Hat Logan is throwing spells. So mine, you know, they all have, it's going to be a lot of give and take. But mm. it's not very as structured. I was going for structure, but then as I was picking my guys, I was like, eh, yeah, they'll work together, right? Yeah, because uh, that's cool. Because I mean, the thing I really wanted to accomplish was like not even as much them going out and doing crazy powerful stuff. I just wanted them to have like very, very earnest deliberations on like good and evil, and like which side should be getting help and for what reasons, mm. and. So I have like Doctor Strange, Yoda, Merlin, and Gandalf on kind of like the good side. And then I have Shang Tsung, the White Witch, Liliana Vess, and that Larlock guy on the bad side. And then I have this The guy who balances the guy who balances. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, that's and that's why I call it the Magi of Supreme Symmetry, because it's kind of like I want to have great symmetry between the two two forces. So yeah. sweet. So we, that's that. <laughs> Mine's the good league of United Witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was fun. That was good. We've been wanting to itch that out for a while. Are you satisfied with it? I think I need to. I think the next time we come up with something like this, I need to do a better job of gathering my information. Because like I did a lot of research and I came to good conclusions, but I just didn't have. I didn't like lay out all of the reasons why I made. That. I was just like, okay, that's my guy. Wait, what? Why? Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm satisfied. I think we did a good job. Cool. First right. try. Um, well, that's been just the quip for the first time. Yeah, how are we going to sign off from this thing? It's just under the ban- the the umbrella of witty banter. So if you want to like give us ideas for what you want just the quip to be about, just email them into the show. It's just wittybantershow at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And if you want to keep up with witty banter, what else is going on with us? We're facebook.com slash wittybanterpodcast. 
Uh, you can go to wittybantershow.com to download the episodes. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. We just type search Witty Banter on iTunes. You can subscribe, and then all the episodes will show up in your download queue for free. Uh, we're on Twitter. We're at Witty Banter Show. Um, Hunter's at Diesel Dorset. I'm at Bodacious Chase. Uh, and we're on YouTube. So just do on YouTube, search Witty Banter episode, whatever, and we'll, we'll pop up. This one won't be on YouTube, but all of our other stuff is on there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that's been fun. We'll probably do another Just the Quip, hopefully soon ish. And uh, so that's Council Nine. That was good. That's it. All right, we'll see you later, guys. Peace. We didn't do any uh, honorable mentions, which is uh, too bad, but what are we at, like 56 minutes?